Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. What's up, everyone? It's Wednesday, September 21st. I'm Rob Litterst, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to talk about a budding romance between a couple of struggling industries that you probably know pretty well, publishing and Hollywood. For years, publishers have been struggling to find new revenue streams, mainly because tech titans like Facebook and Google have consistently been eating away at their ad revenue, and Hollywood's had struggles of its own, and with superhero fatigue setting in, it seems like it's been in a bit of a creative rut. But there's something that might be able to solve both problems, publishers licensing their archives. Before we get to all that, let's take a quick look at what else is happening in the world of business and tech. Spotify launched audiobooks and actually did something interesting here. So they listed 300,000 titles on the Spotify app available for individual purchase. And if you know anything about Spotify, you know that's a pretty big change for them in terms of how they charge. The platform has traditionally been paid through subscriptions. Audiobooks follow podcasts and music and are basically the third pillar of Spotify's master plan to own the world of audio. So we'll see how that goes. Peloton finally unveiled its Peloton Row, the company's long, long, long-awaited rowing machine. It's their third big connected fitness product behind the bike and the treadmill. And some critics, including our very own Jacob Cohen, believe they should have released it years ago. The rower is available for pre-order, and it's a pretty hefty price. It's listing at $3,195 to start. It's eight feet long, so you better have a room for it, but it can be stored vertically, so you can always tilt it up against the wall if you need to. In the least surprising news of the day, Americans love football. The NFL's Thursday Night Football debuted on Amazon last week and reportedly triggered record signups for Amazon Prime during the three-hour period that it was going on. This is crazy because it includes similar time periods on Prime Day and other big shopping events like Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Amazon has made live sports a really big part of its strategy to try to boost Prime memberships, in large part because their market is getting kind of saturated. Prime has roughly 200 million members now, and they're doing anything they can pulling out all the tricks to make that number larger. Football seems like a great place to start. Therabody, which is the parent company behind the Theragun, which is a self-massaging device and also offers other wellness products, just raised $165 million and plans to use it to fund new digital content, acquisitions, and other product lines. They actually gave a sneak peek of some of the new products that they're looking to launch yesterday, including a mini Theragun and smart goggles that relieve facial tension and headaches. Lastly, Hertz struck a deal with GM for 175,000 electric vehicles over the next five years, with plans to electrify a quarter of its 500,000 car fleet by the end of 2024. 
Hertz previously reached similar deals with both Tesla and Polestar for 100,000 and 65,000 electric vehicles, respectively. So Hertz is going electric, whether you like it or not. All right, let's get into publishers in Hollywood. So back in the day, publishers had two primary revenue streams, advertising and subscriptions. Then Google and Facebook came along and snatched up a ton of the advertising dollars that had traditionally gone to big media companies and ushered in an era of unprecedented media consolidation. And to put some numbers behind that, because I know that sounds pretty vague, in 1983, 90% of media in the United States was controlled by 50 companies. Today, it's controlled by five. To survive, publishers have had to figure out new revenue streams. If you look at the New York Times, they have games, they have a cooking subscription, they have the wire cutter for product reviews. So publishers are getting really creative, but an increasingly popular option is selling their backlog to Hollywood. So Hollywood licensing has been embraced by a ton of different publications, massive imprints like the New York Times and the Washington Post, but it's also become a really popular and budding revenue stream for smaller and niche publications. The Atlantic, which probably isn't exactly niche, but it's still a smaller publication than the Times and the Post, recently announced its first two film and television projects are going to be released on Peacock next year. Another example is Texas Monthly, which pulled in over a million dollars last year after making 20 licensing deals between 2020 and 2021. The cool thing about this is there are multiple benefits to this licensing strategy for publications, which essentially means going through the archives and finding really interesting stories that could be adapted to either film or television. Texas Monthly President Scott Brown says that a credit in the main titles that says something like, based on an article in Texas Monthly, can drive a ton of viewers back to the magazine's properties which means that these licensing deals aren't just another way to add revenue through licensing, but also a really lucrative marketing play. On the other side of things, Hollywood could also use help. The 2022 box office started off really hot with Top Gun Maverick just blowing the roof off of ticket sales and absolutely crushing it a few weekends in a row, but it's since cooled off and has had a few pretty lackluster weekends over the last couple of months. And recent data from Morning Consult shows that superhero fatigue is starting to set in, which isn't great news for movie theaters since Marvel's Avengers and other superhero movies have really been the biggest draw over the last decade or so. Publisher archives can be a great source for non-Marvel and Disney fare and can be a great source for really interesting stories, but can also lead to massive hits. Case in point, The Tiger King, which took over Netflix in 2020, was based on an original article from Texas Monthly. So while both of these industries have been struggling for years, maybe a marriage between the two of them is a love story that we never knew we needed. All right, y'all, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for tuning into The Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is the living legend, Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go get yourself signed up right now at thehustle.co. We will see you tomorrow.